What's going on? It is episode 20 of the show, and I'm really excited to be sitting down with Tanya Joy. She's a Canadian singer-songwriter and also a huge part of the Springtide Music Festival that happens out in Uxbridge. This year, it's going on June 9th to 11th, and you can get those early bird tickets right now. On this episode, we talk a bunch about Tanya's songwriting, how it's evolved over the years, how she adjusted during the pandemic, and the new music that she's working on right now. Um, Her latest EP, I Will Stand, one of the songs on there was nominated for a Juno under the engineering category, and She's going to be working with that engineer on this new record as well. So I'm really excited to hear the music that they are going to be doing together. Uh, We talk a bunch about music conferences and festivals and how getting involved with these as an artist or a volunteer or something like that can really connect you to other facets of the industry and, and get, you know, put a face to your music instead of just trying to reach out through cold emails and, and cold contacts through social media. So we talk about some strategies there and some things that you can do to help leverage yourself. And she has a very great perspective on doing that professionally. Tanya is just an amazing person and she's done such a great job at harboring a community in the arts in Southern Ontario. And she's also such a great songwriter. So check out her music, check out Springtide Music Festival. And I hope you enjoy this episode with Tanya Joy. so much for doing this Tanya I, I really appreciate you uh, jumping on a call just before uh, the annual Springtide Music Festival I guess we're kind of creeping up to it a bit it's out in out in June right yes it's June this year June 9th to the 11th so yeah we've got some time doesn't feel like it but <laughs> I know it just zips in by we're almost at the end of February now too so it's coming fast it is it is and yeah so I, I really appreciate you jumping on I know we chatted briefly at the last year's music uh, last year's festival uh, which was awesome by the way that was so well put together and I was kind of really curious to hear your involvement and how how you kind of set up and and help Springtide do what it does because it's uh, I think it's a huge staple in Ontario for for getting live music going out in Uxbridge so it's really awesome Oh, well, thanks. Um, Yeah, it's been a community effort for uh, a few years now, since before the pandemic we launched in 2018. Um, And it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a passion project uh, of mine. And as I said, we, we work together with volunteers from the community and small businesses, small venues in our downtown strip to, to uh, put, all of the stages together for the festival Um, and how it all comes together, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a a tricky question, but (laughs) um, yeah, I think that, you know, we, we reach out to a a lot of the community for support in terms of sponsorships and are getting our venues on board and we're there to bolster the local art community that we have, the the musicians that we have. We have a nice, robust group of, of people uh, in town. And it was started just, you know, from that notion that we could, we could, we had the right infrastructure to put together an event like this with our local businesses and um, our local artists. And it was inspired, initially, there was a group of us that had, gone to a festival down the road in Stovell um, called Winter Song. Mm. And we were all there and just thought, you know, this is this is amazing. I had 
participated as an artist that year. And we thought, wouldn't this be great to do something like this in Uxbridge? Um, and we got the ball rolling um, in a very short amount of time for that first year. And it's been building ever since. So we're pretty excited. About was it. the first year in 2018? That's right. It was, yeah, yeah it was 2018. 2018. Yes, that's right. I remember, I think it was a, I was either applying for the first year or the second year. And uh, then the pandemic happened. And so all the applications were kind of, it's like, that's <laughs> we can't right. Do much with that's these. right. But, yeah, exactly. But yeah, then you carried it in. So, so then last year was just year two. Actually, last year was year three was for year three. the full festival. Mm. So we did 2018, 2019. And then we took a break because of the pandemic. And in late 2020, we were actually able to put on like a smaller version that was just local on venues that had outdoor patios when some of the restrictions lifted. Um, so it was very, um, a very small scale and just promoted local artists at that one. And then we took a break in 2001, that 21, 2021 and came back, um, for the full thing in 2022. So, mm. and added the additional day. Um, so it became a three day festival. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's quite an undertaking, but it's really, you know, it really gets the community going and, um, you know, gives the artists something local that they can champion. And and then we get to invite a lot of artists like yourself from out of town and, and give everybody a platform to to play their original music and spread the word, the good word about their <laughs> about their stuff. So, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. And we're we're delighted that you were able to join uh in 2022 after <laughs> waiting you know i think your application was in 2019 so yeah yeah it was funny it was funny to get that email like yes i was i didn't know if i'd have to apply again but it was uh, must have been cool to have all those that interest and then be able to kind of like spark it back up again yeah i was yeah, excited we, for it right away and yeah exactly well be, we wanted to especially since artists were hit so hard during the pandemic we wanted to be able to invite everybody back that that was still active as an artist. Um, we wanted to give them the first, you know, right of refusal, I guess, before building the lineup again, mm -hmm. because we know it was so tough. So, yeah, um, but yeah, we, you know, we keep we keep trying to invest in it every year and and add new things and bring new artists on, and so yeah, it's a it's a big moment for our town and and for our artists and yeah it's great it's great to be a part of it absolutely i can't imagine putting that all together it was such a cool uh, i think i was there i was there for most of the first day and second day and then it was just cool to be able to go from you know one venue and then it's you know you go to another venue that's in a bookstore or something and then you go to this huge outdoor stage that's got it's totally fenced in has all this beer and, and uh food stands and all that it was just so cool and then there was the theater in the um I can't, the, the town hall. hall, yeah, the music hall there. Yeah, that uh, and right. that was a beautiful venue as well with the with the with the whole setup. I got to catch uh, Maddie Leon's set there. Oh yeah, um, awesome. and it was yeah, it was such a great night, and and it was also really cool to. I think it also speaks a lot for connecting um, artists from just sort of around Ontario and even Canada. Just a nice way that you can kind of run into some folks and. And, you know, maybe there's even some people you look up to and want to know how they approach things. Maybe they have some advice to you and you can't really, you know, get to them through all the, the noise of social yeah. media. So it's a nice face-to-face right. -face introduction for a lot of people. That's right. That An opportunity like that for um, at festivals, we, you know, as 
as busy musicians and artists, we're, we're constantly just sort of seeing each other on social media and <laughs> running to our next gig and, and, you know, trying to manage our own lives. So a, a festival is that opportunity where we're all in the same place uh, for a little while. We're not just running off to the next gig. So yeah, it's, it's, it's great to be able to connect people or have people who've never met in, in person, especially the, uh, after the last few years, it's a good, yeah good chance for them to to connect so hopefully that was good for you it sounds like it was yeah it was a great it was a great experience in in that and met, meeting some new people and also just getting to hang out with some folks I don't usually it's always funny you you know you become friends with uh, so many musicians when you start playing music and it only grows from there the, the longer you do it um but then most of your social network and your friends are busy on the days you're busy because you, it's like, hey, you want to come to my show this weekend? That's right. I have a show. I know. <laughs> exactly. So you never get to see them either. I think conferences and festivals to me seem to be the place to finally be able to just hang out with other musicians and, mm-hmm. you know, share, sto- swap stories and and ask questions and stuff like that. Yeah. I find I find sometimes the I haven't been to too many conferences, but like Canadian Music Week and stuff like that. There are so many resources when you're when you're at a place like that. You almost need a game plan when you're going in to see oh, what yeah. you want to accomplish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have a plan and then scrap it as soon as you get there. <laughs> Definitely be loose with your plan. You get you get pulled in in all these different directions. Uh, yeah, you you try to sort of hit list of the things that you want to. Uh, get to see or the panels that you want to listen to and then you got to be a little relaxed about it you know because you also (laughs) need to schedule that time for rest (laughs) that's true i remember one year i was at canadian music week and they had a a bunch of massage chairs set up you just tip a masseuse and (laughs) they'll get you to relax for 10 minutes yeah that's great (laughs) yeah it'll be my first time playing there this year so i'm looking forward to to doing a showcase at the uh, Canadian Music Week, but uh, if you're if okay, you're there, awesome. we should definitely meet up. That'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I plan on going down. Um, so yeah, that could that could work out. I may be playing. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I guess they haven't announced the. Uh, yeah, they the haven't whole, announced whole the full lineup. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But actually, I, it it actually turns out that the timing isn't that great because it's the same weekend as springtide oh no is it right there in so, june as well yeah so there's a lot of overlap and as an organizer it, it i i don't think i can do it so um i had i had i thought that it was the week after honestly and i realized just about a week and a half ago that it's the same it like the weekend butts up with one another so so i think i if i if i get the invite i'm gonna have to uh skip this year yeah 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 i can't imagine trying to how about fitting a whole other showcase in uh in conference right into the weekend of the festival would be a little tricky yeah very much i'm gonna it's gonna be a hard no (laughs) (laughs) are there but yeah it, it should be great yeah are there other conferences that uh stuff like canadian music week that that you that are sort of on your radar for things that are yeah, so uh, last year I went to Folk Music Ontario's conference in October. It was in London, and that was a, I believe, four-day conference. Uh, about 500 people maybe in attendance. The first time everybody was really back in person at a conference um at that conference anyhow. And uh, it was really great because you could tell all the musicians were just stoked to be there to see each other. Um, You know, all the presenters and DJs and 
radio stations and, you know, the business, the industry behind all of it. There's a lot of people there. And yeah, the energy was just really like palpable. Everybody was just excited. So it was a really positive group of people and a really great atmosphere. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a very good experience. And then I actually went to uh, Folk Alliance in Kansas City at the beginning of February. That was my first time attending there. And that was about 2,000 people. That'd be cool. <laughs> it was pretty epic. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. How many, how many people, how many performances? Um, I'm still recovering, I think, from <laughs> three weeks ago and a lack of sleep. And, you know, in this case, it's like music in every, in a, in a, in a hotel, in all of these hotel rooms on several floors at night and then larger showcases in, in conference rooms during the day. And it's just nonstop. So once again, that rest thing is very, very, very key, uh, <laughs> but it's hard to do because your FOMO gets in the way. So you have That's to, right. you know, and you're being you taunted with it. hotel rooms. You're like, this is where beds this is where I go to sleep. That's you're just getting that <laughs> the whole time as well. <laughs> Yeah, it, no, it was awesome. And lots of, you know, great panels um, for artists and presenters who are putting together, you know, festivals, shows, co house concerts. There's, you know, a lot of buyers there or presenters um, and even, you know, managers and people looking, booking agents. And so there's a lot of, you know, it's it's a good idea to sort of think about if you have a goal you know, and you're planning to go to something like that, you know, what is, you know, you, what are you trying to, to achieve, you know, it, and it may just be that you want to go and, and, uh, listen to great music, like hear some great acts. If you're not showcasing yourself, um, it's a great way just to network, but also, you know, a great opportunity if you have something in mind or you have a project, coming up that you're pitching or you want people to, you want to meet people so that when your, your project come next project comes out, you have contacts to connect with. And so those are great, um, avenues for that for sure. Yeah. And that face to face again is so much more valuable. I mean, you know, you can reach out over email. That's a great resource as well, but having that ability to go to folk music Ontario or, or something like you know, North by Northeast and, and be able to meet some people face to face and just say, you know, you can follow up with them on an email later, but at least they've got your, maybe it's like a, you know, a CD of demos or just a nice card that can send them over to your streaming super easily. You don't have to have a, a crazy thing ready to go, but as long as you've got something, do you ever bring, um, CDs or something, or, or how would you recommend somebody does that in, if they want to kind of showcase their music and they're not necessarily performing, but they want to have, say, you know, they meet a manager and they say, I'm looking for representation. Here's some of my, uh, my music. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the, the, the face-to-face -face is key because you can build a rapport and you're in an, a setting where you're really just being human. Um, uh, and, and that human to human contact can build that rapport and that extended relationship. Maybe it's, you know, maybe you get along in, and you have things in common, it's just natural and it's easy. And, um, and I think, you know, settings like that allow for, for that type of interaction. And then, you know, you should always be prepared. Like one of the big questions is, are you showcasing? And if you're showcasing, 
it's great to have like a leave behind, like a card with the details of your showcase or some people, you know, prepare mm-hmm. like a pre-printed listing of their showcase dates and, and rooms and such that they could just, if, if somebody asks, you know, that's an easy way for, for you to, it's a good time to hand off something like that. Um, but it comes up all the time, you know, so being prepared with something that makes it easy uh, for someone to come to later on and then having CDs, not everybody accepts them these days, but, Mm -hmm. but many radio stations do. And so it's a good idea to bring some of those with you. They, in the, at Folk Alliance in Kansas city, they had like a DJ um, speed dating event where you got to, sit down, you know, every, all the DJs were sitting at various tables and you got to actually sit down for a few minutes and, you know, kind of give your pitch or find out about the station, um, uh, whoever you were talking to and, and see if, if, if you guys were a good match, you know, potentially they would play your music. Um, so there's, there's a lot of opportunities, uh, that, are, you know, designed for that interaction. So it's good to be prepared with material. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, you don't have to overdo it either. Right. Um, but good to understand, like, what's your elevator pitch? Um, even if, even if you're not hard selling, which you really, I don't think you need to hard sell because everybody understands why you're there mm-hmm. and, you know, why each other is there. So it's more about, it's naturally going to come up um, and you can, you know, find a good way of describing your music to somebody so that they can relate to it really easily and, and understand if that's something that they're looking, that they're interested in, if it overlaps with what they do, whether they're a booking agent or a radio station or a festival. That's sweet that they but have generally, the DJ stuff. They, you do like the, the quick five minute meet and greet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they, you know what, in that, in that case, they're prepared for it. So they're, you know, they're in this setting, they've signed up for this, they're ready to hear your pitch. You're not, you know, you're yeah, not bothering someone. <laughs> bothering them. You're not catching them off guard. Email email is obviously like a great follow-up tool. It's I find it it's so tough with email because there are so many emails that come in. I like can imagine. on the receiving end, it's it's madness. And on, you know, and so like learning from my own experience. It's it's really hard to like as a as a presenter, it's 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 still hard to navigate like when is the right time and what's the right approach to sending like cold emails. I think I think networking, like and even if it's not hard networking, it's going out to um events where industry is there so that you have as much connection in real time with people makes it so much easier to follow up with them later. Yeah. Um, by email versus, you know, trying to do everything from behind a screen. Yeah. If you have those opportunities, it's great. It's, um, yeah, just to get yourself at the conference where, you know, if you can do a showcase, that's a great idea. I didn't ever think of that to have something tangible to hand off and say, this is where I'll be. And then, you know, the more seriously you Absolutely. take yourself, the obviously the better that, uh, that's right. Somebody yeah. else is going to perceive because, it. And I mean, people it's are overwhelmed generally. So, especially in a setting like that where there's a million things and (laughs) let's say, so if you had like a great conversation and a cup of coffee with somebody and then, you know, you, you handed off something to them that like 
when they empty their pockets the next day or that night, they'll be like, oh yeah, Hunter was great. I'll just go, you know, put that card over here. Um, maybe I'll have time to check it out before I, like when I wake up tomorrow or, you know, it just, they'll remember the human connection as well. Like that will resonate and then the rest will follow, I think. Yeah, that's a great idea. And this, you know, even festival organizers and, and, people like that where, you know, they get tons of submissions on online. And it, it's not to say that the people who don't get accepted aren't talented. It's just, there's, you know, an overwhelming demands for a lot of them. So it's, it's great Very even true. still to be, you know, go meet some festival organizers, understand kind of what they're looking for and get on the same page. And then, and then you can have a yeah. better success maybe in your, in your application. Um, I know that yeah. Mariposa does like a showcase section of their festival where they'll, they'll, get, you know, I think it's 10 artists to, uh, or bands to do a performance. And then they'll take maybe, I think one or I think it's maybe just one or two of those artists to the actual festival. So they do their whole lineup and then they have that little extra uh, piece. Would you ever think of doing something like that for Springtide? Um, I think, I mean, it's great that I think that's a focus um, for Mariposa. It's a focus on emerging artists and giving them an opportunity, you know, to be discovered in a way. Uh, I, I, I love the idea and I think it prepares everyone for like what to be expected, you know, the level that you need to be at, you know, um, in order to kind of be vetted and, and get through to a performance. Um, and I think for a, a festival the size of ours at this, at this time, something like that would require a lot of bandwidth, like in terms of, time to to put that together that's true it would be a bit of a I, I, lo I love the idea and i think the timing is just you know to scale that for us would be a bit of a challenge um we do you know there's a, there's already a vetting process with our form submissions but we also have we also do outreach you know in terms of people that we've met or seen throughout the year um and i think there's there's more of that these days, you know, as things are back, um, you know, live shows are back and we're at conferences are back and we're able to see people to get that impact of a performance. Um, that's the best way really to, to understand how an artist, um, how their performance impacts the room or, you know, get the vibe or get the feeling from what someone's live performance is like. So mm. um, I think it's an excellent um, undertaking and so great for emerging artists and people who are prepared for that. I think they, they're they probably prepared to go pretty far in, in their careers, you know, um, if they take it seriously enough. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously to get to the 10, if it's 10 showcases, um, they would have to be very good. So, yeah, I think... It's it's a great initiative. Uh, with more manpower, uh, maybe one day we can strive for that. <laughs> it's crazy. I can't only imagine how much goes in. It's funny, right? Like you have two days, a weekend, um, and you kind of plan all year for you know for more or less that that weekend. Yes, and all year is correct. <laughs> 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 yes yeah i know and then it's gone it's just gone like that i mean some festivals have other uh smaller events throughout the year i think we'd love to aspire to that as well like to be able to do one-off shows in the fall um or something like that it's so timing like that 
um, to keep, you know, keep springtide top of mind. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of things that go into making it happen. Certainly, um, the manpower, the funding, um, and yeah, there's, yeah, a lot of different things that, that have to line up. Um, but yeah, we somehow get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I can ima- I'd like to say it probably gets, um, not easier, but a little more, I guess, uh, formulated over the years, but I don't know if yeah, that's maybe that's just true. slightly, we, but yeah, you put some, you put, we put systems in place and processes that help to streamline on the admin side. And, um, there's always like training new volunteers and, um, you know, bringing new people on board and, and yeah, that, you know, there's certain time timeline like a work back schedule where things need to be done by that that makes it all come together and we're very lucky we've got awesome volunteers that support the festival every year and it it takes a big team um so yeah i think of the passion as well because it's it's like the ownership of it belongs to our town and in the sense of pride that that goes behind it we're we're lucky to have lots of local uh, support. So that really helps. And I think especially there was, I can't remember when it was, but uh, for anyone listening, we're, we're kind of talking about the town of Uxbridge in uh, Southern Ontario. And I guess a couple of things here, but the first thing I want to mention was that Uxbridge also had that crazy um, windstorm that I don't even kind of hurricane tornado thing that ripped through and, yeah. and, and that was terrible as well. So not only was there kind of the COVID that slowed stuff down, there was this, this event that, um, kind of went through the um, the brewery there and, and a, a couple other buildings as well. So it was kind of, as after having springtide after all that was, and, you know, I can only imagine a nice weekend in the summer. It was so, it was so nice to see everybody together doing that. To come back. Yes. Cause the, the tornado um, came through Uxbridge um, right through our downtown core, hit the brewery and many homes along a stretch, like a certain narrow, like street, um, that got hit the worst, but a lot of different homes and buildings um, uh, were hit and people were displaced from that event in, in May of 2022. And then our festival was just about, you know, eight weeks later or so, six to eight weeks later. And so we had to, one of our, our main outdoor stages, usually in the Second Wedge Brewing Company's uh, beer garden, and we had to move it to a, a downtown park area um, and just replan everything. And it required more infrastructure and more like support from the festival because it wasn't an existing venue with, with staff and owners. So, so that was a big, yeah, that was a big setback in a way, but we, we kind of rallied and figured it out. So we're coming up, you know, as we come up to the new festival in June this year, um, that's right around the corner from from the anniversary of the tornado. So we really want to um, acknowledge, you know, our resilience as a town coming back from all of that. And uh, so hopefully we have some, some surprises in store um, for everyone uh, who, you know, worked so hard. That, that um, tornado really brought out, you know, so much support from friends and neighbors for, for everyone who lost power, a lot of roofs, roof damage, and um, many homes actually 
had to be demolished and are still needing to be rebuilt. So Man. yeah, it's been a challenging, it's, it's like what next, right? Yeah. We, we've, we have tornadoes, we've got pandemics, <laughs> we've got, you know, <laughs> the economy. Um, it's yeah, it's been challenging for many, um, events and festivals, you know, with the shutdown during the pandemic and everybody coming back on board. I would say that's another thing about these, you know, conferences, industry conferences, where we're all kind of learning how everybody has been able to come back and, and what is the state of the festival scene, the, you know, audience behaviors and things like that. Um, with, with the changes since the pandemic, with the change in the economy, you know, um, yeah, lots, lots of great insights that we get to share through something like that. So there's yeah, community in the industry sense as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think with that being said, they kind of, it's crazy to see them go hand in hand where it was the second wedge brewery had, uh, you know, so many members of the community come out and help sort of re- it got back on not back on its feet entirely but it was able to reopen pretty quick uh after that and i didn't know that well you, actually it's not open it's not quite open just yet it's not open what they've been able to do they're still rebuilding the building they just have put the roof on mm. um you know this over the last couple of months they were able to to use their outdoor space mm. um in the summer and have um you know have that space to serve beer by the can and stuff like that. So, so they, their building is still under construction. Yeah. So they're still putting it back together too, even. Oh man. Yes. Yeah. It's just <laughs> hoping yeah. they're very, they're very much hoping to be open, um, by late May. Mm. Um, and rumor has it, you know, they'll start on their patio, um, around the long weekend. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of work that needs to be done there for, for the full reopening, but they've, they've had a lot of community support. They're brewing their beer in other locations. Um, they've partnered with other breweries, uh, to create new, like new, uh, craft brew, uh, brews, I guess, (laughs) new flavors, new, new, um, new craft beer selection, um, and they're still serving the their retailers and working yeah. with venues and uh, but it's been yeah it's been a hard time that they've been through the ringer for sure that yeah that's insane and having the also the stage I didn't realize that outdoor stage wasn't the main uh, you set that up within eight weeks too so that's that's insanity <laughs> so I'm hoping hoping things are a little more uh, straightforward I guess as we approach June yeah I think we all I think we all are <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And so for anyone, anyone listening, I, I know that the, the general, um, well, I guess when do the general submissions open for, I guess, next year? Cause I know they're closed now, but the youth ones are still open. Right. Youth, youth submissions close on Friday, February the 24th. And that's actually when our early bird ticket sales are launching this Friday, uh, for anybody who wants to get a jump on that. Uh, but submissions for artists, uh, begin, typically by November, the beginning of November. Um, yes, there's a chance that they may start in November this fall, but, but certainly by no, by December, you can watch online for the details about the submissions opening. And if you subscribe to our newsletter, you'll probably get a heads up on that as well. So 
it's a good yeah. move to, good move to do that to stay updated and don't miss out on, yes. uh, on your chance to do that it's cool yeah. too i think that having the community of you know a variety of festivals with winter song being around kind of i think february march time and then also having springtide out in june it's it's nice to have those things to look forward to each year if you're an artist you know writing the material and you you kind of you want to get out and, and play it and play it live and you have these things that each year you can you can hope to be involved with that's right yeah find new um audiences and uh connect with new artists great opportunities like that i i'm sure uh, there are, yeah, there's a huge list of, of festivals all across Southern Ontario, um, to keep an eye out for when they open their submissions. And yeah, it's, it's a great, um, platform for artists to be able to play and, uh, and get exposed to new, to new people. I think too, being even, even, um, you know, if you're not going to, if you can't attend or if you, you know, you tried doing the artist submission stuff, it's not a bad idea either to, to get involved as a volunteer. You still get that exposure and, and you're still involved with the festival too. So if you're someone who um, applies to these things and doesn't get all of them, maybe you can't get them all. You can definitely try to volunteer and maybe the next year you can um, apply again and, and have that uh, name that yeah. matches the face too. And, and, you know, get yes. to know the festival a bit. So yeah, we had a few artists who were volunteers over the years, and I know I've heard similar things about uh, conferences and like folk music organizations, or not just folk, sorry, but music organizations like CMW and um, and Folk Music Ontario. You know, becoming involved if you're not showcasing, um, it's a way to attend. You know at a discount or, or for free, um, and, you know, get a sense of the, the festival, get a sense of the style of music that they support, um, and, you know, get behind the scenes and get to know the team, uh, so that I think that that could help in the long run, just again, with that relationship building and, and just learning from learning on the ground and, the, and not just as a musician, but, as, there, there could you could learn something else about yourself in a way that you can support the music industry in another sort of vocation alongside of your artist project, where you could be valuable um, as someone working in the music industry. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, I mean, there's so many different places to to be involved. Sometimes you get a little distracted on all the projects you have on the go and. <laughs> <laughs> you forget to to look up every once in a while. I definitely do that, right. and you're like, "What? I haven't wrote a new song. I've been working on these old songs." And but um, <laughs> speaking speaking of writing music, that's sort of I think where we where I, I met you or became more familiar with you was through your music and the um, Oshawa Music Awards. I oh, think right. it might have yeah. been the first time I met you. I'd known of your music before that, but um, the first time I saw you perform, and I think we got to chat. So I think those kind of things as well. The Oshawa Music Awards do a great job at highlighting some. And, you know, providing some accolades to local artists. And I mean, it's cool to think of how much uh, I'm totally can't, I know I've lived in the area, but I'm not biased. I know that Ontario and Southern Ontario has a great pool of of musicians and, and bands coming out of it. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah, it's cool. And it's cool to have, you know, there's the big ones like the Junos and, and those types of things. But it's cool to have also if you are someone who's, you know, maybe first few years of writing music and you get uh, an award from them for a, a nice, you know, best uh, EP or best album or best song. It's a, just sort of a nice way to 
gain some traction and get some momentum and and feel good about all the work that you've been putting in. Not, not necessarily yeah. that you always need the affirmation, but it is a it is a nice thing. And then again, they don't just give out awards; they have the ceremony and they have, you know, everybody gets together and and they do showcases. And so it's a lot more than just the uh, the award ceremony itself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And it's nice to have those milestones in your career that give you a lot of confidence. Um, I think to take your work, um, you know, outside of your comfort zone um, and, you know, help you to believe in yourself um, and, you know, strive for your next project or, or other goals that you may have. And because, you know, I think just being comfortable around the people that know you, um, just allows you to go so far. Um, my my last project I recorded during the pandemic when we were all shut down and isolated. And because of that, because of the isolation, I was able to focus my attention on, on recording the album. And I don't, you know, I would say that I, I definitely went outside of my comfort zone, even the process of recording, which was done virtually with my producer. And then like beyond that, um, to like promoting the album and backing it up with performances and, and booking festivals, all of those things probably wouldn't have happened if I, if it weren't for the pandemic and the isolation and having to be shaken up and, 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 and to take like learn new skills and, and do things that we, the way that we wouldn't have done them before. I think that, applies to many, many artists out there having to pivot and learn some production skills or, or, uh, you know, figure out how to put their, their own music online and things like that. So, um, I think, you know, all these different avenues, there's many different ways to kind of meet people in the industry, build confidence and create opportunities for your project. I would, I'm a strong advocate for joining associations where you can uh, meet like-minded people, artists, um, and mentors to learn from, um, and, and find ways to, to challenge yourself because that's when it feels scary, that's the direction that you should move in. Actually. (laughs) I I can't agree with that more. Yeah. If it makes you uncomfortable, (laughs) it's probably a a good thing for the <laughs> yeah i think so i mean even running a music festival i would never this was not in my trajectory <laughs> uh I, I would have been the last person to tell you that i would be in these shoes um but it just makes natural sense you know i somehow it made natural sense and you know i started an open mic Oh, about 12 years ago, ran it for 10 years before the pandemic. That was how um, I naturally uh, knew, learned how to build community. And and for me, it was a good fit for my personality, um, for, you know, my desire to connect with others and then to help find, you know, help others find a, a, play, a soft place to land, a place to share their art. Um, and I think, and that flourished to running a music festival. So, um, you know, you just never, you never know. I, I I moved to Uxbridge and started the open mic. I I moved to a new community and started. So, and you know, it's, it's, 
kind of history now, but that's, we're, we're going on 12 years of me being here. So what was the, um, um, what was the venue then? Is it, is there, are they still there now? Yeah, they're still here. It's, it's called Colonel McGrady's. Okay. Okay. And they went on to like, during those 10 years, they went from hosting open mic once a week to twice a week. So there were two of us hosting on Wednesdays and Sundays. Um, so yeah, about five years in, it became like two nights a week and, um, they are still open and running. They just haven't incorporated music since the reopening. Um, they're just taking their time. It's a smaller space. So I think they've just been taking their time to come back, um, with the full, you know, music and everything, but hopefully, you know, what, when things, things are changing daily, people are, you know, be learning to live with, with the changes in our lifestyles um, due to the pandemic. Um, so it may come back. Um, but yeah, that, that built a huge community of people brought a, it brings a lot of people out of their basements. It and, does. Yeah. You know, and, and it really fosters a strong like kinship um, between, between individuals, between like-minded people. So I used to go to an open mic to, well, I ended up hosting it for a little while, but uh, I used to go to one and, and I, it would be a kind of a spot where I was hosting. So I would get to, you know, I knew that I could have a couple of songs every night to throw in. So yeah. I would always try to, I'd never, I always, you know, everybody has the ones you can do with your eyes closed, but it's, you know, I didn't want to do those every week because I wanted to, you know, incorporate some new stuff and try some new things. And so I, it was a great way to just, you know, I, okay, I have a week, let me try to write a new song and then I got to play it. And then when you're doing that, you kind of sometimes run down a new avenue when you're doing it live and, and you know, oh, actually that vocal thing might be better or this feels yeah. like where it should go to the bridge instead of what I did. That's but, right. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool way to, to expose yourself and be uncomfortable. And, and I think right. that getting out of it, it's, you know, you can write a song at home and in your basement and then, you know, hover over it and not show anybody for a while, but it's uh, always a nice feeling to get out and, and share it and be like, okay, it's, it feels alive now. Yeah. I love that. And then when you're hosting as well, or even if you're not, if you're just attending weekly, it gives you like, it just strengthens your muscle memory. You know, you, you can learn, you can be influenced and learn from other, other players. You know, you can, as you said, learn about different vocal things that you do, maybe different types of songs that you learn, bring out uh, different um, methods of, of singing and different part of your range. And, and you can learn a lot from yourself and it just keeps you, it keeps you in shape. It keeps mm -hmm. the, I miss that. I miss the, I do miss the community of the, the weekly um, connection through open mic, but, but there are, have been several, there are a couple of other open mics running in Uxbridge right now. Oh, so, nice. um, so we've been able to start seeing each other one again, once again on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah. I'm sure they'll come back too with the, with the original one uh, that's been running for so long. They just, you know, take a pause and it'll be, it'll be back. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I don't want to keep you too, too much longer, Tanya, but I do want to, I do want to go back and ask you a bit about your music and um, that process, just cause it was, it's so cool to hear people's different ways that they record and, and, and write and all that. And I know that in this day and age, a lot of the things you can do are in your comfort of your own home. You don't necessarily have to go to a studio to do everything. You can be your own engineer and producer and, and a songwriter. It's a lot of things to juggle, but, um, yeah. So I'm always curious to hear, hear someone's process on what they did for that. And right. so that was, that the album I will stand you're talking about the one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, so it was my 2021 release, I Will Stand, and it started really slow uh, with, I met Hill Krakutis, who's my producer, during a songwriting workshop. So I've done a lot of songwriting um, mentorship and, and workshops and co-writing, and I met her during uh, an online version of Song Studio, um, and she didn't actually mentor me directly, but we we met during a demo derby where she listened to my song with a few other industry folks. And um, I just liked, you know, I liked her vibe and I, I liked the way she talked about her process and which is like getting to know the artist that she's going to work with, see if they gel um, and, you know, like almost like, almost like blind date with them to kind of get to see if they have a good vibe together and then, and then potentially work together. So I connected with her after, after that, uh, that, uh, workshop and we decided to, to work on the song that I had demo derbied and, um, just see, you know, just kind of take that process slow. And, um, if, if we enjoyed how it went, we, potentially record some more. So that's what we did. You know, we, we took a while with the first one and we're very happy with the results and then, you know, moved on to another song. And then shortly after that decided, yeah, okay, I, I think I'd like to proceed and, and record an album. So because we were in the pandemic, I recorded all my vocals. I had to set up my own like mini studio here in my space <laughs> Um, you know, get all the gear and uh, record my vocals and, you know, guitar um, and send those off to her by email. And then she would work on like, you know, we we also had some meetings online to talk about how, you know, my vision and and what, you know, what sound, you know, what were my influences and sounds like how did I how did I want the songs to come together or how did I, how did I envision the sound of them? And, uh, you know, then she, she would work with all of that information and kind of, you know, create, a, a basis for the track. And, and it was kind of a back and forth situation like that. Mm. So that's how we recorded every song. And we didn't actually meet in person until the Junos. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So um that's let's say the process started in the fall of 2020. And is that right? And my album came out in the fall of 2021. And we met in in May of 2022. <laughs> and I get like, it's crazy. Right. But Hey, I guess it sounds insane, but it, it's, we had a lot of long conversations online on the phone on FaceTime. Um, and yeah, it, it was a wild ride. And she, she was nominated for and won engineer of the year at the Juno's in 2022 and one of my songs the drought is she submitted um with her with her application or you know that during that process uh so it was really exciting um so we yeah we we got to during juno week we got to get together and sort of uh celebrate uh just celebrate <laughs> what we had created never mind the win and then after the yeah. win yeah 
That's a yeah, big, big celebration. Double but. victory. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. So um, this we are we're preparing to record another project. Uh, I'm looking to record at the beginning of April, and this time we're doing it all in person. So um, we're going to do it in studio, live music, live musicians, everything. Um, because she produced the drums and the strings for that last album. Okay. So, um, and then she played bass and and guitar, electric guitar, and um, she's multi-talented instrumentalist. So, and you would have had um, the like acoustic guitars and vocals and like the structure of the song itself, and then she yeah tossed everything else on and and basically yeah you know, tossed produced the salad and all that. yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're looking forward to doing it in person um, in Toronto and uh, yeah, recording o- over. Uh, the, the spring and then <laughs> while I'm planning a festival <laughs> and um, yes. And for release in 2024. So uh, very excited to, to go back to traditional yeah. uh, methods, um, you know, more tactile, traditional methods, more hang time. <laughs> it's nice that yeah. you can do it all alone by yourself or in a room, but <laughs> it's definitely something to be said about getting together. It brings the energy and uh, you know, oh, yeah. it brings a lot of fun to it. And, and I think there's that's captured in in the music itself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, like my first album was in person, um, and it was like really green. It was that was back in 2013, and I was recording with a friend. Um, and yeah, I, you know, musicians came into studio and stuff like that. But I I was kind of so removed from the process, like yeah, just like you know, n- unaware of, you know, how it all came together, learning on my feet. Uh, so yeah, now I have more, you know, sense of, um, ownership and, um, you know, working with Hill is, is a really natural process and sh- she's all about hearing what the artist has to state has to say versus like in, like influencing the material and, um, you know, putting her, you know, like overseeing it too heavily. She's, mm. you know, she's she's working based on what the artist is, their voice and what they want, how they want to communicate their songs. So it's a real treat to work with her. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be, you know, it just compounds the understanding of each other when you, you know, if you do one album together, the next one you're going to have a better idea of, even if it changes completely, it'll, you'll still have Yeah, that, like the con... Yeah. yeah, you still have that idea of working with each other. When you're, when you're putting together... Uh, an album like that do you how do you sort of hear the the songs you know to be like this is kind of what i'm going for this is kind of the energy the sound do you just show other songs do you kind of have these ideas you explain yeah i think i think it's a little bit of both it, you know you might um what we try to do is sort of create what the palette is going to be so like what type of drum sounds what type of keys um you know like get a sense of, of like the, even the, um, revert, you know, what type of room is it in? How does it feel? Is it big? Is it small? Like kind of context for different, uh, sounds, um, or styles of, of, um, putting the, the music together and, and then a feeling of like what I'm trying to communicate. Mm. Typically it's like, what is the overall feeling energy emotion i'm a very emotional songwriter um 
So things are, are really driven by that. And um, Hill is a very visual thinker, so and so am I. And she's got a cinematic, like she's she's actually produced music videos uh, as well. So she's got a very cinematic sensibility. So we try to describe like, you know, it as like a scene, in, <laughs> you know. That's in, cool. You know, we use all the tools to create the, you know, the, the palette and the, and the visceral sense of, of the songs. I think it's a great way to do it. Just think of more of it. You know, it's, it's something to be said about just kind of strumming some chords and see what happens, but uh, having an idea of, of it all as a, as a piece is, is a good way to think mm -hmm. about it too. Yeah. And so yeah. is that an album you're recording in April then, or is it another song? It's an album. An album. So you're yeah. sitting on a bunch of songs right now then. I am. I'm sitting on a few. <laughs> Waiting to share them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's a, it's an exciting time uh you know to to start uh to start from the beginning again and kind of steep yourself in in that recording process and 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 all of the things that come with it in terms of making it a reality visually you know the album cover the videos the you know all of the the materials that support the release it's it's a yeah i I like the process, so I'm I'm not rushing it, but um, but I'm yeah I'm looking forward to to kind of sitting with it and and making it come to life. Yeah. Well, you you certainly seem like someone who is uh, really good at pacing yourself and kind of having a lot of things on the go, but managing them really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like I like to pretend that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm my goal this year is uh to learn the art of saying no mm. and creating space um yeah because I think yeah I'm I'm very excited and eager to to be active and support a lot of things and I have to make sure that my body can keep up with it. <laughs> yeah, there is a balance so there. It's the long game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find. Yeah. I, I definitely do the same where you get overloaded. It's like, you know, you can't do every, you, you want to do every co-write you can, but you can't do them all. And you want to go to all the shows you can, but you can't see them all. Yeah. You got to have time for your, for yourself or else you're going to just be, well, you're just going to run that battery up. Yes, exactly. So it's always a challenge, but I have a lot of people in my corner trying to preach that to me. So. <laughs> well, that's good that they're It'll there to good. support you. And I think yeah. that, I think that it's, um, it's really awesome getting to know you. And I think that you're someone who's so important to communities where you, you go out of your way to foster and, and harbor that good energy and to get people together. Um, cause they don't always do that themselves and they rely on things like the springtide music festival and people like you who organize it. So I know that everybody appreciates that a lot and, uh, it's probably a lot sometimes, but <laughs> we're thankful that you do it. Well, I'm, thank you very much. Very kind of you to say, and yeah, I'm, I, I'm excited to be, you know, a part of the community. And if this is a, a way that I can show up and I can support using like my multi skill sets, I'm happy to do it. Um, because there are a lot of artists like myself and, um, up and coming artists who are, are looking for new audiences and new ways to be able to, you know, to meet new people, to, to share their art. So I'm happy to, to be a microphone in and uh, amplify that for people. 
Yeah, well, I, I really uh, appreciate you jumping on this call with me. And um, it, for anyone listening, the submissions for next year, if you're if you're someone who wants to perform, check keep an eye on that at the newsletter for for later this year. And uh, tickets will be presale tickets will be on sale on February twenty fourth. That's right. All right, all right, and then the, and then the festival itself out in June. So it's uh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, and watch for some hopefully some headliner announcements in you know mid to late March. So yeah, those, those are always exciting stuff those are always horizon. fun to see and <laughs> see who's coming out this year. <laughs> yeah. Um. So where can people reach out? Uh, I guess for yourself, for your music, and obviously Springtime. Right. Okay. Well, I'm Tanya Joy, and I can be found at tanyajoy.com. Tanya is spelled with an I, so that'll help you out a little bit. Um, I'm on all the social platforms on Spotify and Springtide Music Festival running um, June 9th to the 11th. We're in downtown Uxbridge. You can find us at springtidemusicfestival.com and on Instagram at springtidemusicfest. So we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, We look forward to seeing you come on out and uh, supporting great musicians across Ontario. I got to say too, last year, the, the promotion and the videography and all the materials you guys put together were were awesome. It was really well done. Oh, well, great to hear that. Those (laughs) are some local folks too. We, we also like to support local vendors and, um, you know, video videographers, photographers, um, we we try to spread the love as much as we can. Um, yeah, some great talented folks behind the camera. Um, yeah, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I will make sure they hear that. Yeah, definitely, yeah, it's definitely. exciting working with them. They've got great eyes and and great angles. Some great shots too. I you'll be seeing a lot more of them pumping out of the, our socials soon. Um, there's lots. There's a video on our website right now, but more to share some, yeah, some great photographers. Um, and those are, by the way, Luke Camozzi, um, and O Canada creative, uh, okay. Bruce, Bruce from O Canada creative did a, a bunch of, um, video for us and photography this year and John Shishko photography. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're excited to have all those guys, uh, in our corner. Yeah, they did. They did some awesome work. Well, thanks. I know you're super busy. I really, really appreciate your time getting on this uh, yeah, chat great with me. Hanging out. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you, you Daniel. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Tanya Joy. Check out the Springtime Music Festival stuff. Their early bird tickets are on sale right now, and that is definitely something you'll want to check out this summer. And also check out Tanya's music on Spotify or wherever you're streaming. And while you're there, remember you can leave a rating and a review for this podcast, which helps other people find it too. I'll be back with a brand new episode on March 13th, and I will see you then. Music